Welcome to the Young, Wild, Financially Free podcast, an audio experience where we don't just talk about it, we live it. Welcome to the Young, Wild, Financially Free podcast. My name is Andrew Roberts, and I'm here with my good friend, Matthew Teifke. Hey, everybody. What is going on? We have a lot to catch up on. We haven't really had a, a solid intro. Last week, I had to force my wife to do an intro with me. I love when you do that. Our schedules... Yeah, me too. They're fun. Yeah, it's a little different. Yeah. But our, you, you and I, our schedules have been just so packed and different that we haven't been able to sit down to do an intro for a podcast in quite a while. So this is nice. Yeah, heck yeah, we're here now. Yeah. Well, currently, I'm kind of homeless. Right. <laughs> so that's a little bit of a... It's a little bit freeing, but also a little bit stressful at the same time. Dude, it's it's the real estate entrepreneur's journey. Yeah. There's like there's things that you have to do and be flexible, and, and sometimes life's in flux. Right. But it's... Like we talk about, it's a sacrifice. It is. And you got your house rented that you just bought. Yeah. And you're having it cash flow and you're, or at least sustain itself. And you're looking to acquire another property. So like this, me personally seeing the snowball effect of you starting to grow a portfolio is like, right. yes, that's what we talk about. That's what we're trying to do. Yeah. Like our intro says, we're not just talking about it. We're living it. Right. So to catch you guys up, the listeners on what's going on. I uh, was looking for another house in further south, in South Austin, because my wife got a new job. She was driving an hour and a half to work every day. But the lender I was working with said, we need you to get a lease for your current home to offset that mortgage um, because your debt-to-income ratio is too high. And so I said, okay, let's do it. So I found a renter, but they needed to get into the house a little bit quicker than I was expecting. How long did it take to get the tenant? A week, okay. one week. That's quick. Right, yeah. And uh, then two weeks later, they needed to be in the house after that first week. Yeah. And so I said, okay, I couldn't say no to a renter who was going to pay asking price. Right. Now, we were, we're in a pickle. We put out four, out four offers on four different houses and got outbid on all of them. Yeah. So uh, right now, we're staying with some family, which is Cool. Nice that we have that like yeah. luxury of friends and family being in town. And you're saving money. By we're saving that. money. Yeah. A lot of money. Yep. Thousands. Yeah. And uh, so we're going down to South Austin, down to San Marcos actually today to look at a bunch of houses to see what we can do because rental market's strong there and the entry uh, price at those houses are uh, less than Austin, which is great. Yeah. So Dang. I'm excited about it. And then you guys are now in your new home, which has been recently remodeled yeah. in Round Rock, so that's super exciting. Yeah, yeah, we're living in a live-in flip. Right. We added the value, put money into the property, so we have a decent amount tied up in it. Mm-hmm. So for me, I'm like, let's sell this and capture the equity or, or you know, rent it, you know, refinance it and find somewhere else. Sure. But Lexi's like, hey, we've moved eight times in four years. Yeah. That's some kind of record. I know, it is, yeah. It's you guys... Be- and uh, she's like, we got to stay. So right. I actually, you know, deep down, I enjoy it. Like subconsciously, like it's good for you to have a place that you have that's a home. Oh, yeah, for sure. A little bit of stability to, to come, yeah. come home to. Right. Right. But so. also at the same time, it's a good, I mean, it's a, 
interesting strategy, a it good is. strategy and to it is build wealth. I've actually been wanting to do that, which is the live and flip, wait the two years to uh-huh. avoid the capital gains. Right. Because we're going to have a pretty decent gain on it. Yeah. And we're probably going to save anywhere from twenty to 75000 in taxes. That's yeah. real money. Yeah, that's big time. And those are the things that people don't always see, mm-hmm. but they kind of just are there. They're a benefit of real estate, and they add up over time, and it snowball compound. Right. It's crazy. Yeah. I mean, it's a lot of money. And right. Right. Uh, worth it, I think. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. In other news, we've been doing uh, these Facebook Lives once a week yeah, they're fun. Um, on the Tree Homes Facebook, which is exciting. Yeah. So we've been going over to your house more than our house now that we're homeless. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, uh, we've been having dinner and then... Have some wine. Yeah. Uh, get loose, get frisky. <laughs> and then hopping on Facebook Live for about 30 minutes and um, kind of just going over some of the stuff that we're passionate about within the real estate industry and within the Austin market. Um, and so a lot of you guys uh, have been tuning in. If you haven't, shame on you. You should be tuning in. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's uh, just 30 minutes at 8 o'clock. So that's been really fun and really exciting for us. It is, man. And and I think I, I literally just thought about this, but I feel like just in our journey of what we've been putting out on social media, like just recently it's been more like about us personally and showing it and just like truly living it. You right. Know, good things going on. But we're straight up as transparent as it gets. Like yeah. we're just like, this is what we're doing. Right. This is who we are. Yeah. And it, it's kind of, it's cool. It's just, I'm having a lot of fun with it. Yeah, for sure. I mean, by no means are we experts, but we're getting out there, you know, we're trying our hardest and right. we're wanting to provide value and just help other people. Tell them what we see. Exactly. Like this is what we're seeing. Literally. Yeah. Yeah. Here, here's that house to buy, like giving out an address. You yeah. Know? Yeah. So it's been fun. And next week, we're flying up to Omaha, Nebraska yeah. to visit a good friend who's actually been on this podcast, Miss Gwen Aspen. Yeah. Yeah. So she's, I mean, she's a, a great entrepreneur yeah. and uh, property management. I would say she's an expert yeah. <laughs> in my eyes. And so we're going up there to visit her and do a little bit of learning. Learn about systems. Yeah. And she's got horses. We're going to ride horses. It'll yeah. Be fun. I'm really excited. Yeah. Yeah. But she's sharp, super sharp. Systems, yeah. Systems, systems. It's key. And right. They've they've got 1,200 doors that they manage. Plus, she's got, I think, three or four other businesses. Right. It's, it's impressive. Yeah. And she is so passionate about it. None of these businesses stress her out. She's, you know, got these systems down to where they're, you know, they're running on her own. She's planning on taking a three-month vacation this summer and just totally stepping away from the business, not being in it at all. And That's awesome. Um, yeah, which is really cool. When it comes to traveling, what I love, everyone on here probably knows that I'm a runner. And what I love about running is that I don't have to worry about there being a gym wherever we go when we travel. Yeah. The road is the gym. Right. So and you get to exp- you get to see more. You exercise it oh, boy. the world. Yeah. That's a, living. Oh, yeah. That's a huge thing that people don't really talk about too much when it comes to running because people dread you know, running and exercise and stuff like that. But, like, I get to explore new neighborhoods and yeah. see houses and, and all that stuff. weather. Yeah, exactly. environments. But, this last week, we were staying off of Spicewood Springs in North Austin um, in this really nice neighborhood, and it's very hilly over here. And so I went for a couple runs, and I guess the hills were just more than my feet were used to. And I'm, I was very scared that I had like a stress fracture in my foot. 
Wow. It was hurting so bad. Wow. Yeah. And the house we were staying in was three stories and had stairs. So <laughs> it was just killer. And you were just running up and down hills? Yeah. I mean, for probably five miles. I, I mean, it was a great exercise. And it wasn't until two hours after my run that my foot was just like throbbing and swollen. Wow. We'll see how it goes. I don't want to. I'm never going to go to the doctor. <laughs> it's not something that I do. So we'll see if it heals on its own. I'll put some ice on it. Rub some dirt in it. There you go. But anyways, this podcast today is an exciting one. I wasn't even involved in it at all. You yeah. went up to Dallas. Yeah. You got interviewed by some really cool people yeah. at a company called Propelio. Yeah. Not to be confused with the hydrating, delicious water called Propel. <laughs> <laughs> Propelio, tell us about that company and tell us about that interview. Yeah. And I hate Propel, by the way. Oh, really? Yeah. Huh. I'm a Gatorade guy. Ah, man. <laughs> not, not really. I don't ever drink <laughs> Body armor. You heard of that? That's a, yeah, 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 yeah. Is that stuff good? Coconut. Yeah, it's coconut base. It's way less sugar. And uh, body armor said, thank you, Gatorade. We'll take it from here. Oh. I loved it. Burn. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. Anyways, Propelio. Yeah, they're, they're basically like a... Uh, a platform media company but they also have a like a crm database and they have members and subscribers and oh, cool. they're constantly putting out content like uh-huh. super hardcore I yeah think, i think they put something out every day yeah and it's a different segment and it's different real estate professionals mm-hmm. that will drive to dallas or they're already in dallas and they'll record it and they'll run it they're not getting paid for it but they're just like getting exposure. Yeah. And the Propelio is getting exposure. And it's just a bunch of it is. There's a lot of value, like a lot. And they, right. There's a whole production facility where there's a guy that's up there with the cameras and there's commercial breaks. Yeah. And telling you what to do. And they, they hit like ding ding, golden nugget when you say something. It's, it's it, pretty impressive. It's like a legit talk show. Yeah. That's yeah, cool. So I've never done anything like that. Yeah. And uh, I had a lot of fun. That's awesome. Yeah. What's the, uh, don't they have, so they have an app, right? Um, Propelio. Yeah. That they just came out with, or maybe it's still in the, in the works. Know. Yeah, it's but coming it's a, out. It's, a, it's kind of like the deal machine mm-hmm. where it's tracking the owners and your steps and where you are. And right. It's primarily targeted towards uh, wholesalers and real estate investors yeah. who are like driving for a dollar. floor hustlers. Yeah. Which is really cool. Yeah. I mean, it's awesome to, because those people... Uh, don't really have a lot of tools. They're just, you know, doing what they can. It's a lot of, like you said, hustling. And so having like a tool like this, an app, you know, just kind of right. really speeds up the process and yeah. uh, and helps with that, which is really cool. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So good people at Propelio. Yeah, that's fun. I know this intro has been long. Yeah. But it's been good. Yeah, it's been good. Uh, without further ado, here is the interview with uh, the guys of Propelio and our very own Matthew Typeke. Thanks, guys. All right, welcome to Propelio TV. I am your host, TJ Cozen, my lovely co-host sitting across from me, Kelly Smith. It's so we're here, to what's today? It's, <laughs> it's true though, it's true. Anyway, we're sitting here on the Pains and Gains show, which is one of the finest shows on Propelio TV in our unbiased opinion. Now, today we have a very special guest. Over on my right, we have Matt. He is a property manager and investor from Austin. They do a uh, good volume, so they have a real good handle on both aspects of the unit of the uh, kind of business. And so, great guest, great uh, great time. Should be a fun show. Um, again, this is uh, pains and gains. So, Propelio um, is a lead generating software. They are here for your websites, your leads, in all kinds of markets. Check them out. 
Um, 80, what, $89, $99 a month? I forget. $98 a month. $98 but they have a, a seven-day free trial. So oh, be sure to part. check out Propelio. It's propelio.com. It's for your pre-foreclosure, foreclosure, as well as change in trustees list. Um, they're great lists. They're not stale. Um, and then obviously your landing pages for the We Buy Houses. And uh, you can run your MLS comps in addition to coming soon, the Driving for Dollars app. You might say it's huge. It's huge. And the Propelio Academy. And, Which is free, as well as free all content, of these as well as shows. all the stuff. Great stuff, great stuff. So, so, yeah, so we're Pain and Gains, and we're the greatest show ever on Fridays at 3 so. o'clock p.m. Central Standard PM, Time. Texas time? Texas Is there any other time, time that matters? No. <laughs> well, and we have Matt joining us from Austin, uh, talking a little bit about uh, property management, the value that it brings for investors. And part of the reason that um, I wanted to have this conversation and bring Matt up is because when most people talk about, I want to build passive income and wealth, they talk about owning rentals. But rentals are not necessarily passive income because you're always having to actually work at them in some way because you're dealing with a tenant or a property or whatnot. So we thought we'd uh, talk a little bit about... Passive income isn't passive? They lied to me on the guru thing? Mm -hmm. Well... Mm -hmm. <laughs> All right. Segment one, ladies and gentlemen, is our pro tip. Pro, pro tip. Pro tip. Like Kelly gives tip. me crap about that. Anyway, like our, uh, our pro tip. And uh, what we came up with this one we thought was really applicable to the property management kind of thing is sometimes in this business, you have to let go to actually gain more control in the business. And it's always a balancing act, really knowing what to let go of and how to do it. So if I may, um, anyone's ever heard of the kind of sand metaphor? You pick up, I'm from San Diego, you go to the beach, you pick up a big old handful of sand and you squeeze it as hard as you can. Especially if it's in some water, the sand starts leaking out and going different places. And the next thing you know, you don't have any sand left, especially if it's in the water. And even if it's in the water, you pick up a handful of sand and let it sit there in your hand and it stays there. So knowing when to have control and really have a tight grasp on things and knowing when to kind of let go and let the process take its course, I think is really important for pretty much any aspect of real estate. And uh, obviously there's risks and hedges and all that good stuff. But with property management, that's one area that you can potentially really kind of just let it do its thing as long as you have someone good on your team. What's it mean to you? I mean, to me, it's delegate. You got to work on the business, not in the business every day. Otherwise, you can't grow and expand. Um, and that's I know it's hard for investors to give up control because mm -hmm. we're control freaks and we are, um, the, you know, we're the, the pioneers of our own future. But with a great team partnered up with you. We've talked to contractors. We've talked to just building and changing and pivoting. I mean, we've talked to enough people that here's another person to add to your mm -hmm. team. So let's talk a little yeah. bit about the pains. We've talked about building your core competency. And we've also talked about sticking with what you're good at. Your focus. Your yeah. focus. We've talked about don't ever leverage your time. So you can do every aspect of everything if you want to and be mediocre at all of those. Or you can learn what to... You know what to grab onto and take control of and what to let go of with the sand thing and hire out what you don't want to do so we'll, that, well, let's talk about what's the charity that? jar if y'all as he smiles i love um, that he smiles every time he says it so if y'all yeah, are I watching you have been watching every time tj smiles we put a dollar in the charity jar so if i miss one be sure to let us know so on the replay i can go back and make sure that we have a dollar um, and by the way, thank you all for tuning in. We appreciate you. Like, share, comment, replay, tag any of us. So if you have a comment or question, we'll get to you or we'll come back after the replay and get to you. But let's talk a little bit about the pains, the pains of being your own landlord, your own manager, 
And then we can talk about the gains of actually outsourcing it. And, and the first one I want to talk about is we shared the conversation on the way up about, I told you about the worst 10 I've ever had was a drunk. Right. And I was always dealing with a lot. You didn't kill someone? <laughs> I don't, I, I don't know. He might have. I don't know. Um, but it was we'll do that. always like rent, dealing with weird texts at weird hours. Something was always broken. The house was just wrecked. Worrying that, you know, they were falling asleep, passing out. <laughs> I was falling asleep was nice. And burning down the house. So let's talk about when you're managing a property yourself, what are some of the pains that you think that people get caught up in, which is not worth your time dealing with? Because for me... It was just dealing with texts and phone calls from this individual trying to chase down my rent when I much rather should have given it to someone else to handle. Because yeah. I wouldn't have been doing you it. Asking that me, you asking me or him? I'm looking at both of you. Share me some because uh, you're both well, landlords. Well, I'd say, you know, in my opinion, both of you guys nailed it as far as control and delegating. And what I was telling you on the way up here is the fact that we're talking about it in the car two years later and you're thinking about this tenant. She's still traumatized. Look at right. She's like, she's traumatized. And <laughs> this drunk. This guy's just a drunk. I mean. There's a lady. Yeah, but yeah. <laughs> we, we can compare notes on worse tenants if you want. I mean, we can have a round robin. That'd well, be that's kind of why we're talking about it. That would actually would be a great show. Yeah. Let's talk about actually, would be a good show. October. We'll do all the horror we'll stories. Do. That sounds Contractors, like a good property managers. We'll need like six hours. I mean, true story. But the things that people don't think about when they become a landlord, what would you say the first thing that people make just a wrong assumption about? Their expectations are wrong. Would you say that it's every tenant's going to pay on time, or would you say every tenant's going to care for your house? Or I, I, my opinion, you know, people say, "What's what's the value of a property manager? You're just paying the rent. You're just collecting the rent." and getting at least, and, yeah. and they're not really understanding all the different things that go along with it. So I'd say that's the first thing. Okay, so understanding the process of actually being a property manager is right. where people fall short. I mean, the other side of it too is, I always wonder about the rules, like laws and regulations and et cetera, et cetera, it might be as an individual who doesn't actively watch property management law or anything like that, I might not know that something in my house isn't supposed to be there. I mean, do you find that happens when you yeah. take over? Yeah, I mean, you know, people as simple as not knowing that you're required to change the locks. Yeah. Some people don't realize that that's something that has to be done, and that's mm. just one small thing. Yeah. Um, well, the, the deadbolt thing, the eye right, hole thing. Smoke Texas detectors. Has weird, Texas has some, What do you know, mean the eye hole thing? You mean the peeper? You got the peep thing. Yeah, oh, the so peep I can peep thing or whatever. I can yeah, so you can look in on your tenants <laughs> and see what's going on. <laughs> No, you're not supposed to do that. Oh, I was supposed to turn them in the other way. Yeah. <laughs> See, I didn't know that, so I need to hire See, him. there you there go. You go. Yeah, exactly. But the people's, now, the new rule is, right, that it has to be to the garage, any door that comes inside, right? Not just the front door? Or is that not the case? Uh, my wife is the expert. I, yeah. I don't want to. I don't want to say that. No big deal. Yeah. No big deal. No, perfect. Perfect. Because well, I, I heard that and I was like, "What?" Okay. Yeah. No. You're, I, that's what I heard. Yeah. It's it's a little uh, whatever. And and each well, in each obviously we have viewers probably in different markets. So each state. Has I've worked in ways. I've worked in Tennessee. I've worked in California, and I've worked in Texas. And each state has different uh, different laws. Right. For example, Tennessee, I can put a judgment on someone and probably get paid after they get evicted. In Texas, apparently, it's a lot tougher to uh, put a judgment. You know, on their paycheck and get paid. So stuff like that, even I don't know. Right. And I've done literally hundreds of units. Yeah. And it's just stuff that's like, do I want to Google it? Do I want to look it up? Do I want to figure it out? Or do, do I want to Google do it? I, whatever. Right. 
or do I want to just have someone that's in the business that knows really how to, you know, how the whole thing works? I, yeah. I talk about that. It's it's like if you're gonna manage it on your own, that's fine. You uh -huh. know, if you think that that's worth your time, which in my opinion, it's not for most people. But if you're going to do it, you have to understand that you got to run this whole business within itself. Mm -hmm. So if you if you feel like you have the time to manage it, well, make sure that you're running a property management business as well, as far as knowing the laws, doing the accounting. Well, I, I think you really hit on the biggest kind of pain-gain of hiring a property management company, which is it's a business. Like We're dealing with people's lives. We're dealing with people who live in a house. Yeah. And I'm a pretty emotional guy. I, I don't know if you know this. I, I, I smile a lot. I'm really worried on my sleeves when I wear sleeves, which is once in a while. Totally. I mean, at least Fridays, 3 o'clock for Paleo TV, you know, then. <laughs> but, <laughs> no, but I mean... But seriously, though, a lot of folks that get into it, mom and pop or whatever, they got one or two or three, right? and they don't treat it like a business. They'll get, and they'll end up shooting themselves in the foot or getting screwed when they get a bad tenant in one of their houses, because if you think you're not going to get a bad tenant, even with all the screening, you're kidding yourself. Right. Yeah, we get a lot of business whenever people are running into trouble. Uh -huh. So they call us, <laughs> now Now we need help. Yeah. You know? yeah. So that's how, honestly, it's probably probably pick up 10 or 15% of our new leads. Is, yeah. We have to start in the eviction process. Oh gosh! Well, I hope you and you guys will handle charge that. that. We do, yeah. So what we do is, if uh, if we're managing for someone from the beginning and we approve the tenants, we won't charge you if we go to the eviction because we approved them, and it, it rarely happens because oh, cool. you know we make sure they make three times the rent. We do background credit. We call mm -hmm. their employers. But if we just take over yeah. uh, an existing tenant or we're going to go to eviction, we charge a thousand dollars. To nice. go to go and make that happen. Yeah. yeah, because because you have to because you have a lot of time on. The oh line. yeah, I mean, I'm sure it, you know the process, but it still takes. It takes time. We got to drive to the courthouse and talk to the judge sure. and yeah, all that. Sit and wait. Sit and wait. Yeah, <laughs> I, yeah. I've never gone through an eviction all the way through in Texas. We finally did our first three day notice. I only have a couple of rentals out here. Right. And it actually, I don't. I don't know. A lot of people in the real estate industry again like doing everything. When they were late enough, we called someone that's just an eviction processing company and said, "You know what? You take care of it." Right. And because it's not it's not worth my time, honestly, to figure out how so to do all So were they that stuff. just filing the paperwork and sending out what needed to be going done? Going to court too? No, they're filing the three. Uh, they we already like gave them a three day notice. So we knocked on the door and did all that. Yeah, that's right. She, you all saw me uh, drilling out a lock with my baby on the floor. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't. She was on the. It, okay, Sarah was there. And Sarah, she was in her carrier. And she was in her carrier. It it's does sound terrible when we say she was on the floor. <laughs> it's going to be online next thing you know. Oh, my God. All right, we need to start over. But so this company will literally handle the eviction process for you, every I, inch of it. Apparently. That's awesome. So, yeah. That's kind of cool. And it's kind of the same kind of thing as like yeah. you're talking about, where you get a lot of your business that way. Right. Where there's a big benefit, you know, to knowing how so, to do all that. What right. would you say the top things that tired landlords call you for? The reason they're like, finally, this is this is the straw that broke camel's back. Number one is evictions, by yeah. far. Uh, yeah, that's the biggest one. Um, just tired of it. Now, do yeah. they call you, when they're calling you for an eviction, do they call you on the third? No, they they're, they're the, calling us on month two or I was three. Say. They don't oh. know. Yeah, I'm serious. Yeah, they they're call like, on day three or they I don't know. month three? Yeah, no, month three. I don't know what to do. Uh -huh. you know, they didn't file the notice to vacate wow. on the first month. Sure. So those are that's big rent loss, right? Yeah. You're, right. you're talking about... Well, especially in an Austin market. But yeah. Anywhere, it's still money. Right, but you're talking about, you know, let's say $1,500, $2,000 of rent, three months, $6,000. When you try to do all this yourself mm -hmm. and save 8% every month. Yeah. 
it's just not worth it a lot of times. No, exactly. If you're, if you're not running that mm. business. Yeah, if you're not treating your business like a business. If you're treating yeah. it like a hobby, then expect it to have a hobby outcome. Yeah, and even even as simple as getting a property leased. Uh -huh. We are, I would say, somewhat of an expert in, in our field on getting a property leased. Yeah. And so we had a property the other day. We um, got it leased within 24 hours. They moved in in three oh, wow. days. And where if you're trying to do that on your own and you don't have a following of tenants, it yeah. might take two months. Yeah. And there you, you lost $4,000. Oh, I, I can post it on Craigslist. I can post it on right. Facebook. I can post, you know, whatever. But unless you know how to post it on the MLS or how to, like, get actual movement on the property, that's a different issue. Or right. how to appropriately price rent so that you can oh, get yeah. someone in quickly. Right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. How to not over, 100 bucks on a lease will make a huge difference. Yeah. For sure. Yep. I mean, it's, to me, I, I try to make it simple to people. It's, okay. it's basically about how do you value your time? And, uh -huh. and do you want to run this like a business? Yeah, no, absolutely. Hmm. I like it. I like it. What's the other pains that people get into? So, what's your tenants, toilets, and what's the third one? Turmoil. Turnover. Yeah, turnover. Turn, turmoil. Yeah, yeah it's turmoil. <laughs> turmoil. Yeah. Turnover. I don't know. Yeah. Um, what What about the toilets part? Because I don't like getting called at ten o'clock at night from anyone. Right. So. Uh, yeah, vendors. Yeah. Vendors are key. You know, we've got a long list of vendors that. We know personally mm -hmm. and they do all our work and they do it right versus, you know, a lot of times, sometimes we take over properties where they have a home warranty, right? And they say, we want you to use this home warranty. And what the home warranty company does is finds the cheapest person that will go out there the quickest. Yeah. And so we try to find people that represent us and do things the right way. And it goes a long way. If you can keep the tenants happy and do things the right way, there's a good chance they're going to stay in the properties. That's mm -hmm. another thing. So you avoid the next year of, releasing and make ready cost by having good maintenance people that do it right and and treat the tenants with respect right hmm. absolutely so you don't like midnight flooding toilets and i broke it because i was trying to plunge it you <laughs> broke it because you dumped a bunch of stuff down there that you shouldn't be dumping down there and next thing you know so i would say that's bedroom. number yeah. two is not just the vendors but the condition of the property i mean you clearly once you take it back if you have a full-time job or your job is being an investor, do you really want to be focusing on make ready? I mean, I Do you didn't... want to be down there after work, six o'clock on a Friday, eight o'clock on a Friday, painting painting walls because they right. left handprints from somehow, some tenants leave handprints from here to about here. Yeah. Across the entire living room. Yeah, and it's so... <laughs> like we talk about, about the, I keep saying that, running the business, right? We have a moving condition form yeah. where they, they sign uh, sign off on the condition, you know, it says a light bulb costs $5 and every little thing's detailed out. And so most people, if they're going to manage it themselves, they're not going to have that. And yeah, so and when you do reconcile, give, do you give the tenant that form up front so that they know they, that if they, they don't replace that light bulb is going to cost them five bucks? They sign it when they move uh -huh. in with the lease. How many, so, uh, how many casual landlords have you bumped into that have had one of those? None. They called you on Zero. month three. Zero. Okay. Yeah. So that's a big one. So yeah. when you reconcile the deposit at the end of the year, when they're moving out and they're questioning, why do I have to pay $5 for this light bulb? Well, right here, well, because you signed, you signed right here. Yeah. And $5 for a light bulb, by the way, is a reasonable price. Right. It takes time to go yeah, get it and exactly. install it. So, yeah. So, interesting. <laughs> what, what do you like? I mean, at? well, let me ask y'all. How do y'all handle, like, the HVAC, like, changing out the air conditioning, the, the filters and things? Do you provide them the 12 months worth or we do. do you take care of it yourself to ensure that it's being done? We, we actually mail quarterly. We mail them one. Yeah. And we tell them to stay on top of it. Oh, that's yeah. kind of cool. Yeah. I like that. I'm from San Diego. So what is HVAC for rentals? Air conditioning? Yeah. I'm from San Diego. Beach town. We don't have AC. Well, it has heat. They just open the heat windows. Heat and look, AC. Everyone in Cal heat and AC, we don't use the heat because everyone is, every look, everyone in California, 
Actually, Austin's probably getting about the same way. Everyone in California lives in a $750,000 house and can't afford air conditioning. I didn't have AC until I moved out to Texas. Really? And I realized that I need AC because I'm living in Texas. Yeah, well, get comfortable. But that, that really comes to another point, though, because there's different cities have different laws for what you need to actually have in the unit as a landlord. Right. And you know, usually you probably know that kind of by osmosis because every house out here has an AC. Right. But California, you don't have to provide an AC, obviously. Right. Um, Austin, I, you probably do. But the maintenance of it is something that I would think would be great with a property management company because I know that I like to send all of mine, the filters. Like, right. hey, I would like for you to install these, whether they do it or not. Right. And I always wonder if it's stepping on toes, say, hey, I'll be by, assume, the third of every month to install the filter and if I don't have your rent, collect your rent. I think it is. You know, that's what we come back to is we want people to feel like this is their home. It is their yeah. home, right? And if they're feeling that you're invading them and checking on them, which people do. I have friends that live in properties and the owners go over there. And I'm like, well, why? And, and they make them meet them there. I'm like, don't meet him there. Tell him if he wants to go, that's fine. But yeah. he's wasting your time. Mm-hmm. Um, so That's interesting. See, I wouldn't want that. But all I'm concerned about is, is am I protecting a large ticket item like right. air conditioner? But I'm in, I'm in a house and a landlord's coming there once a month. I'm moving out as fast as I can. Yeah. Right? Especially once a month. That's ridiculous. Well, what, yeah. That's a good point. So you periodically probably should check on your houses if you're a landlord. How often would you think would make sense? So the way we do it, we... Um, Every time our maintenance guys go over there, they check the condition. Okay. They make sure they, they, they understand, hey, this, this person said they don't have any pets, so they're looking and they let us know if they have pets. But we don't just go there to check on the property. We, you know, we, we have a deposit. We've run their background and credit. And so we're not trying to be helicopter owners and yeah. stay on top of them like that because people don't like that. Yeah. And, and you want, my opinion, you make a lot more money if you keep your tenants happy and you keep them in your property. On the properties that I own, I try to keep them there three, four, five years, as long as I can. Mm-hmm. And I'm a big believer that I'm gonna make a lot more money doing it that way than maybe getting $100 more rent every time I can. And you're make renting every 12 months. Right, yeah. and leasing commissions. I mean, that's- Was turnover, was turnover one of the T's? The T's? Yeah. Bird, what's the T's? for? I don't know. Maybe we need, a, we, need to, we need to come up with our own saying. There's all kinds of, I mean, thousands of stories. <laughs> you you, you <laughs> heard me on the way here on the phone calls. But, yeah, yeah, absolutely. The no parking sign is He expensive. was mad that uh, someone put a no parking sign in this condo. So like, you're, you're, getting, so you're, you're mad that call, you're looking you're at... calls at 2 o'clock in the, yeah. uh, in the I'm afternoon. I'm like, so you're just annoyed by right. it. Yes, I'm really annoyed by this no parking sign. Right, but if... That's weird. That's what we said. I hope I'm that kind of retired okay, that's one weird. day. Yeah, just, where you have that I just much time where you have nothing calls. else to do. But we had a, we've talked about this a while. I forget what we were talking about. Um, anyway, no, that's another good point. You want to decrease turnover because that's, that's a cost that it's not a cost because you're not paying out for it, but you are paying all the other associated costs with the property that the rent isn't covering while you're having turnover. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So if you have one month vacant once a year because you're pestering people or because you're you know, not fixing stuff when it breaks. Right. Then you know, one month is again two thousand dollars. If you can, tr- if you so, can turn it over so one that, month. Yep. So two thousand. Let's say the make ready is a thousand. Yeah. Let's say the leasing cost is eight hundred dollars. So you're summer, at four thousand dollars. Right. On a property that you're making very quickly. That you, yeah, you might be cash flowing two, three hundred dollars a month. Maybe, maybe five hundred. In Austin, if it's, if it's no, off, you're not. Cool. Yeah, exactly. Hmm. So there's, so there's a lot of value to, uh, to having someone that has all this systematized. And we always talk about systematized, and I well, never know what it means. You're also, well, I'm also buying y'all's expertise. Right. Not only renting, are you renting. 
can, well, renting you an investor getting your expertise <laughs> by, you know, the, the commission, uh, you know, the property management fee. The fact that you know that, no, don't do that. Because I might have thought it was a great idea, like they don't have to handle it. And you're just, you just told me no. Right. No one would want to. I didn't think about that. I was just worried about the air yeah. conditioning. Meanwhile, now I know. I, I guess if I go find 12 filters, I know they didn't change it. <laughs> my opinion. Yeah, I hope they at least throw them out. I just think that it's more, it's not about whether I should have a property manager or not. It's how do I find out if I have a good property manager? Mm. That's how I look at it. Because like I was telling you, let's just say you're paying 8% for a year, $2,000, $2,500. that is that worth it for you to not think about your property the whole year? It probably is, right? To, to, to pay that. So if you put it like that, and then that's, that's just an expense on your property, mm -hmm. so you pay a little bit less taxes. I think it's more important as finding a good property manager because there's a lot of people that do it. A lot of people that are uh, real estate agents that maybe do you know five or ten, and they're not running it like a business either. So no, exactly. That's I think the big. So what challenge. do you think are the big the big t items? Like I should be looking for. I'm interviewing property managers. What are the first three things you think that someone should ask and be looking for, or maybe something someone says that should be a red flag yeah. to me? Um, I, th I think it's important to, to meet the people, right? Meet who who is actually going to be managing. Oh, so I can't just call you or Facebook message you. Well, yeah. Just take more of my time. It's supposed to be passive. I'm right. only kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you got to understand. I thought, no, I thought note investing was passive. I thought what you did was passive. No, I mean, you don't drive all over the state or anything. No. I, mean, I just just I just money sit just comes around in the back of leather seats, actively driving. <laughs> in your recliner. There you go. So meet the person, yeah. so you can get a gauge of who you're dealing with. Right. Yeah. Understand okay. understand how the maintenance works. Like, hey, uh, do you have 24 hour maintenance? You know, if someone calls on a Saturday or Sunday, is somebody going to answer the phone? Yeah. Because that's big. Like we talk about treating mm -hmm. the tenants right, um, and then you know references, reviews, as much due diligence as you can. Okay. Well, and yeah. also also about maintenance. That's uh, if it's something that the tenant messes up, like they stuff uh, the entire paper towel roll down the toilet. That's something you can build back to the tenant, right? Right, so that's so what we do, this is how we operate. We're Like I said, we're big believers in keeping the tenants there. So right. with our owners, we have a $1,000 spending limit. Okay. So under $1,000, we go handle it. That's why you hire us. And so we're gonna go fix it, and we're either gonna charge the tenant or the owner. Mm -hmm. If it's a, you know, the, the dishwasher is broken and then there's broken glass hole in there, well, we're charging the tenant for it. Yeah, and that's another thing. Maybe if you're managing it for yourself, you might think, "Oh, well, I got to go pay for that." I, right? Yeah, I got to go put it in a dishwasher because the dishwasher worked. Well, yeah, it worked, but they screwed it up. Right. So exactly. There, that's the difference. And you know, maybe we should talk about that for a minute too. Is what is a landlord's responsibility versus what's a tenant's responsibility? Where you know, a casual landlord, two or three units, mom and pop, isn't necessarily going to know what those responsibilities are. So, what are right. kind of the landlord's responsibilities for condition and maintenance? Yeah. Well, there's there's a balance there. So. Per the code, everything that you put in the property has to be in working condition. Mm -hmm. So if you leave a fridge or mm -hmm. a washer and dryer there and it goes out, you got to get it fixed. Hmm. So that's a, something to think about. Like maybe you don't want to leave it there. Maybe it's cheaper to throw out the 20 year old washer dryer that some, right. someone left there from the previous tenant or whatever. Right. Than it is right. to have it be there. Yeah. And then, like I said, the balancing act is uh, some of these things are a little kind of gray and it's like it makes. Maybe it makes more sense to just do it as mm -hmm. the landlord because you want to keep them happy. Sure. You don't always want to just say, I'm not doing it, I'm not doing it. Yeah. You got to think more big picture than that, in my opinion. Hmm. Exactly. It also goes, I suppose, to and the. And do you know how to fix those things? 
Like, do you know how to oh, reset yeah. a garbage disposal and sure. get the little Allen and crank it? I'm not going to drive down to Mesquite at you know, 10 o'clock at night and do it, though. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Well, this is good. Let's uh, take a quick little break and give our sponsors the love that they need and deserve for being parts of the show. And we will be right back. Please comment, like, share. We will get to all of your comments and questions very shortly. The Propelio Academy, an all-in-one education resource for training in wholesales, subject to wraps, short sales, flips, rentals, burr, property management, and more. Go to propelio.com slash academy to get your scholarship today. Hi, everybody. Welcome back. Thank you for joining us. This is Pains and Gains with TJ and I at 3 p.m. every Friday. Please tune in, like, share, comment, subscribe. We have Matt joining us from Austin talking about the pains and gains of property management. Um, a lot of investors are buying uh, rental properties thinking it's passive income, passive ways to create wealth. We're talking about it's not necessarily that passive if you're managing it themselves. And some of the positive, well, the negatives of being your own landlord to the positives of actually outsourcing this. And we were talking about delegating so you can work on the business, not in the business. And we were talking about some of the tenant issues and where does it become a landlord responsibility to pay for versus the tenant reimburses you for it. Whereas the management company would be able to take those calls 24 hours and how do you so we were talking about interviewing property managers. Meet them in person. What's their management yeah. uh, policy? Like, what would you say number three is someone should ask someone? I think it'd be good to uh, see how their system works from the inside. So we have like a online portal where the owners can log in, the tenants can log in and see your statements. Okay. So you might want to go and check out what that actually looks like. How, how does my reporting look every month? What And ask them, what's my communication going to be like moving forward? Mm -hmm. Okay. And if the and if the property management company doesn't keep up with that kind of communication, maybe look for another one. Right. Exa exactly. Exactly. Yeah. You want to find out how. So what are the? I mean, we're kind of mixing pains and gains, really, because it's kind of the same conversation. But what are the pitfalls of a bad property management company? Because you can have a bad property management company. Yeah. And what, what do they do? What do they screw up? Well, it, it's the same as if you're trying to it, if you're managing yourself, you're you're should be a property management company, right? Right. Um, and it's communications number one. The tenants not being able to get a hold of somebody—that's extremely frustrating. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. If they if they don't feel like when they try to call and they have an issue, they can't get a hold of you, they're not going to want to stay there. Yeah, interesting. And the same thing—if you're if you're not easy to get a hold of for the tenants, you're probably not going to be easy to get a hold of for the owners. And that's kind of yeah. that's kind of red flag, like right. big, big red flag. Well, if your tenant can't get a hold of them or on anything, well, what about someone that's trying to lease the property? Yeah, mm -hmm. and they get a hold of you when they're trying to lease it. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So you guys are compensated, obviously, from the rent you collect, but also from the leasing, from the... Right. Okay, so how does that work? So we charge 70% of the first month's rent as a leasing commission. We pay 40% of that out to another real estate agent if they uh, have a client. If we lease it in-house, we'll keep the 70, but for the owners, yeah. they just pay 70. And then... Of eight, the first month's rent, Of right? the first month's rent. Okay. And that comes out of the rent, so... Uh -huh. It's not an out-of-pocket. It's not a the, yeah. They're not having okay. to pay us, and then uh, eight percent every month moving forward, and that's it. No other hidden fees. Right, right, right. That's it. And you guys handle the security deposits and the trust and all that. Yeah, or we, we handle. Trust, what do you call it? That's um, like the escrow account for the security yeah. deposit yeah, yeah. or whatever. Yeah. Yep. Hold that. We do uh, all the statements for your accountant at the end of the year. Mm -hmm. oh, so you just well, that alone is that, nice. that's a big one, right? So you I just mean, forward so that like, to your accountant rather than so going they can back put through. Out the ten ninety nines. That's nice. Yeah. Yeah, because you're in the business. You're in the business of doing the business instead of in the business of 
Kind of working on it. Wing it out. Maybe we'll file an extension. Maybe we'll finally get our income taxes done in September, October. I think alone, I mean, I would think another question when you're interviewing people would easily be, um, you know, tell me about your vendors. What, how many do you have on site? How, how what kind of turn time do they have for you? Yeah, yeah. Um, how quickly will they come out? What's the, res what's their responsibility? And do they pay, charge extra for if they have to come out in the middle of the night? Absolutely. And I'm not sure, I'm not 100% sure that this is extremely important, but it's good to know if if they own rental properties themselves, um, because you know they're in your same exact situation. Do you do you know what it's like to be a landlord yourself? Yeah, I think that's a big one. Mm -hmm. That's a good one. I, I wouldn't think to ask that. You know, I, yeah, I think that's a big one too in terms of knowing more of the emotional stress that the owner is on when they when they have a property. Yeah. Because again, we try to separate you know business and money and personal feelings and stuff. But it's easy to get emotional when you think you know, when the tenant thinks they know you by the first name. Mm -hmm. Or you think you know the tenant by the first name. Right. One or the other, as opposed to, you know, XYZ property management company. Yeah, and, and that, honestly, that happens a lot. Yeah. Where, you know, you're, you own the property and you're leasing it to your sister-in-law or your cousin or your somebody. And that's kind of a weird situation. Yeah. Uh, especially yeah. when you, you know, you're friends, you know them very close, especially when you're trying to raise rent. You might not want to raise it, mm -hmm. you know. So there's that little emotional balance. No, we uh, we talk a lot about having in real estate when you're negotiating maybe a purchase. You talk a lot about having you need a bad guy, you need an out, you need a boss, even if it's your company. And okay, so if, if you go, yeah, property management company, you know, you're the bad guy. Right. You get to be the bad guy. It's nothing personal. Right. And, but at the same time, you can be the good guy. It's like okay, the owner won't let us do whatever it is for the tenant or. You know, you can. You're the buffer. You're the barrier. That's a great point. And also, as, as simple a thing as, you know, rents late, right? So we charge. We mm -hmm. have a late fee. Mm -hmm. And you it, charge the per diem. Yeah, Texas day. is the only state I've been in this, that lets you do that. Well, it's yeah. a cool. percentage of rent and then per diem, right? Yeah, yeah. 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 Well, most most places don't let you do the per diem, like late fee. Oh really? So Texas is the only place yeah. I've ever been that let you do that. But there's a system for it, right? That yeah. we have the system. So there's something there where the tenant um, knows that we're a company. And that's not really, they know that this is how it works. Whereas, mm -hmm. you know, owner, individual owners like, hey, you got to pay me $25 or more because you're late. Like, well, let's talk about it. You know, there's just yeah. something different. It's like, oh, somebody... let's negotiate about it or let's whatever it is. Right. Yeah. Interesting. And it's probably even more difficult for someone that's not in real estate, you know, that just has a nine to five job to have that barrier if they're doing the entire management process themselves. Right. For someone like, like one of us, it might not be as difficult, although it's still, it still is. You know, not it's as taking easy me as away for you. from what I need to be. Yeah, doing. exactly. Yeah. I, in my opinion, at the end of the day, um, it's easy to, for people to look at management and think that there's not a lot to it, but there's always stuff that arises. It might be six months, it might be three months, mm -hmm. and those are the times when you need a professional handling it because if they're not, that's when it can really get out of control. Right. And that's when you start calling somebody to come help you figure that that's out. That's when you're three, three months, months late. Later. That's, when you're <laughs> that's when you're six grand underwater right. on something that's costing you. You don't remember what you fixed, how yeah. much it costs, who you sent it to, yeah. and you have no system. So the system. Oh, I got the receipt somewhere. It's in the, it's in the center <laughs> thing of my truck. Right. <laughs> that's, right. Where, that's where all my receipts live. Is that where you keep no. yours? I don't keep my receipts. <laughs> I'm going to go look. I don't keep my receipts. I love it. No, nah, what's a receipt? I love it. <laughs> So, okay, so we've talked about interviewing the people. We've talked about, you know, the systems processes, the maintenance, the collecting rent. I mean, even collecting rent, I do have questions about that. When you're moving with a property manager, I would assume you have more 
options in ways to collect rent. Like, do they deposit to a bank account? Do they wire money through or pay through ACH, a website? Yeah. Are they dropping off a check? Like, yeah. how? Are, um, anything but cash. Yeah. So we. I love cash. <laughs> right. <laughs> That's the old school management yeah. way. See. But you've know, got at least like twenty-five bucks left from me smiling too much. <laughs> Had to put that whole thing in there. I have completely forgot all about it. It's been a lot. I'm like, Dump the whole thing in. We're just gonna go ahead and take a couple out. Oh jeez. I love it. So, I mean, what is the typical way that you know, if I'm interviewing a property manager, should I ask them how are you collecting rent, and what seems like good ways to collect rent versus not? Like, yeah. do you have people log into a website? We do. Yeah, we have in an, their portal. We have an online portal. Mm -hmm. um, most people are just direct deposit from their account. That's that's how we like to set it up. Yeah. We get very few people that don't do that. Hmm. And if they're not doing that, they're probably mailing us a check. Nice. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. Again, to your office, right? Not right. your house that you or live in, that they know where you live and all this other stuff. Right. So again, it kind of has that barrier of separation. How many of your tenants that you manage even know who the owner of the property is? I don't think, I mean... Probably not. Yeah. I mean, you, you if, if they're and savvy, you can, you they can, can find it. it yeah. We could find it out right. being in real estate, but... I'd say probably one percent, maybe. Yeah, if hmm. your if your dad going down there after work and hey, yeah, okay, we used to, yeah, this is where we this is our first house. And yeah, this is where we did such and such and all this other stuff. You you know that that kind of lack of separation, in my experience, is what gets people into more trouble. Right, exactly. So uh, another question that I have for you when we're we're interviewing people, is there anything else that someone should ask in relation to interviewing their property managers so that they don't have the pains of a bad management company? Like, what is their eviction percentage? Like, do, yeah. do you think that's in relation to a property manager? Like, they're not vetting the prop, the tenant appropriately, yeah. or they didn't, whatever. Yeah, absolutely. What's your percentage? What's your philosophy on, on how you treat tenants? Yeah. Um, kind of all those questions. <laughs> I like that. You know, and the, another one that's good, too, is I think what type of property management company are you? Right. So there's single family up to small multifamily. Yep. And that's kind of your niche, right? Yeah, single and, family and a couple small multi. Yeah, works really well. And then there's people that specialize in, you know, 100 units and up, and that's an entirely different management structure. Absolutely. And it doesn't mean that the same company can't do both, but they have to have experience, I think, in doing both in order to be effective at either one. Right. And here's another thing. Um, if, you're, if you're managing on yourself or asking the questions, it's like every single conversation that we have with tenants is recorded. Mm -hmm. As far as notes are taken, um, you know, we know what every conversation was, whether it was email, phone, text. Yeah. And you're not going to be doing that if you just own your own property. So how are you going to go back and try and prove things when stuff does come up? Recorded voice or recorded you just take notes on it? Well, so yeah, so through my, the system that I use, uh, I call and everything's recorded. But okay. all our maintenance requests are all in writing. So that that's there. Um, so yeah. Okay. So the, so the software and the back end stuff is a huge benefit to oh, yeah. running it professionally. Right. Not my Excel spreadsheet that I have on my uh, right. on my laptop here. <laughs> That's how I started <laughs> when I started doing management. Well, uh, I started in 06 and we ran 210 units on Excel stuff, but a very customized, very you know intensive uh, spreadsheet that we put together for the thing. That's when I first started, I had uh, two fourplexes in College Station when yeah. I was in school and I had a spreadsheet Rent collected, expenses, uh -huh. management fee, yeah, payout. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. And uh, then we learned how to do it the right way. 
wait, so that wasn't good. So there's another question. What kind of system do you use? Do right. you use an Excel spreadsheet or do you have something you've built? Right. <laughs> and again, not to say that you can't make a customized cool system and all this other stuff, but I, I haven't managed 100 units in five to seven, eight years, something like that. So there's a lot more stuff now that's just available in terms of Absolutely. having someone like a professional actually use it and have access to that. Absolutely. It makes me think I should have developed the program back in the day instead of invested in real estate. Hey, I, I, there's still room to improve <laughs> in certain ones. I love it. Uh, I love it. All right, so we've covered that, and I'm sure there's a lot more pains. Is there any big pain that you think that that landlord who's calling you is like, I really need your help, Matt. I've got to stop managing these myself. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I just get thousands of stories. You know, we've got... Give us one. Well, just, you know, I had a guy the other day call me and say, hey, uh, my tenants aren't paying rent. Can you help me out? I'm like, sure. Can you send me the lease and we'll start the eviction process? I don't have a lease. And I'm like, well, hmm, how do we figure this out? Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, so my wife kind of jumped in and there is a way to do it, um, but... You, you just have to have the right stuff in place. So a lot of owners don't know that kind so of stuff. So what would you do in that situation? Like they don't have, whether the tenants are paying or not, they don't have a lease. The landlord wants you, the owner wants you to take over. Right. What do you do? You're going to, you're going to have to start giving them notice. Right. And, and prove that you said, Hey, at least from now you got to get out in 30 days and it's going to come down to going to court yeah. and proving it to a judge. Mm -hmm. Okay. Wow. Yeah. If they're not going to just move out. Right. Yeah. Do you have a lot of, have you dealt with a lot of, Professional uh, rent, I don't know, professional bad tenants? Mm. Mm, good question. Not, not a lot. No? No, but we've had people that I don't know what happened, but you know, they feel like they made a bad decision and you know, didn't want to lease this place. So they're trying every single thing possible to get out of the lease. Mm, like uh, the house is falling down. Yeah, like... the, you know, we had someone say that the house has mold, it's given us asthma. We had a mold inspection. Oh, every building, every house has a certain level of mold. So that's, at that moment, do you think it's, do you let them go and, and stop dealing with it? Maybe. It's a judgment call. You, yeah. Is that something where maybe you do talk to the owner and say, hey, what do you think about the situation? Yeah. Like y'all can maybe stay until we find a replacement? Right, right. And maybe it depends on the time of the year, right? See, I wouldn't want to deal Is with it. Is it hard to rent stuff sure. uh, five days before Christmas? It's the yeah. worst. <laughs> it's the worst. Yeah. Would you say that rents even vary depending on the oh, season? By big time. So yeah. October, November, December, nobody wants to find a new place. I mean, maybe some people, but if you're... You might not I want would because it's cheaper. Yeah, <laughs> yeah smart. I, I thought you owned your house. I, well, yeah, I do. <laughs> well, was that house hacking? We can talk about that. That's how you get to the next one, right? Yeah. So you need to rent this one out. We try to have all our leases expire in the summer. Yeah. So that's a system, uh, you know, maybe a guide. And, so that would or, be something smart, especially if you have an odd month. Like we're going to do 15 month leases versus yeah, 12 so that we months. ensure everybody's that's letting exactly. out. Yeah. We try to get two year leases. That's what we always start with. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. Interesting. That's a long time. Yeah. It, it, and also it can be good for the tenants because they realize that their rent's not going up next year. Yeah. So So there's no rent bumps in a two-year lease. Right. Yeah. Okay. Not the way we do it. Yeah, in just 24 months. Yeah. So then we okay. then we automatically save on that leasing and make ready just sure. inherently by signing it up like that. Okay. Right, right. That's what I wouldn't think of that. And I think that's something that a lot of uh, landlords don't think about. They think, well, I need to raise it blah, blah, blah each year. You know, maybe the extra 25 bucks that you're trying to get out of the tenant is enough to make them think that they want to go somewhere else. Yeah. Even though it's weird because there's... The cost of moving and the cost of all this other stuff, but the tenants 
don't necessarily think that way. Right. Well, that that might be factored in with a lot of other things. Right. Like this, that's it. I'm out. You know. Yeah, that might be like the last straw. You don't even know that. Maybe they have a job in this part of town, and their house is this part of town, but they like it well enough that they're willing to stay until the last thing just is like, nah, screw it, I'm out. Right. Right. So, interesting. Which one do you like better? Do you like houses better or the uh, couple multifamily you guys have? As far as, as far managing as, them? Yeah, as far as the management aspect. Houses. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> a lot of uh, everyone in real estate, I want to get into, and not everyone, but I want to get into multifamily. I want to get into something bigger. That's great. We should all work on shooting for something more. I was so excited to uh-huh. sign up new apartments. Yeah. I was so pumped up. We got 50 units. We're going to take this on. Yeah. It is so <laughs> much work. <laughs> I mean. Like from at, the maintenance side and cleaning or so, what would you say? So we weren't. What I understand, I've never managed 100, 200 unit complexes. Yeah, you don't I, want to. <laughs> but what I understand is those are actually easier than these little 20 units. Yeah. Why? Because you, you, ha- you have an manager. on-site manager, you know, someone's there all the time for maintenance. But yeah. these 20s, at the least the ones that we had, and, and they're not bad properties by any means. They're not A. Yeah. They're not A+. plus. But the tenants aren't paying the rent on the first. We got to go knock on the doors. You got to pay a couple three-day notices. Do we some, do. Do some legwork for you. We got to do that. Yeah. Our management fee is six percent. So we had twenty-unit complexes that, you know, we had six evictions going on. We we're making eight hundred dollars a month. Oh, I'm like, we could go sign up seven seven houses. Yeah, we could get twenty houses for the hassle of this right. twenty-unit property or whatever. Oh, wow, it is. that's something I would never that, think. That's of. a. I don't know if anyone's looking at investing multifamily, but that's a big part that I've learned is the due diligence with with a uh, property management company. Like, go try and meet all the tenants yeah. and see with what management company is handling it, because that's, in my opinion, the most important part of it. Hmm. That kind of bumps into an aspect of scaling in real estate that's maybe beyond the scope of this, really. But if you're scaling to multiple units, you can scale multiple houses, and maybe there's less headache in management with doing that. You scale to a smaller apartment complex, a 10-unit, a 20-unit, I mean, I, I don't know if I'd want to live in a, that's not, well, I have in the past, but I don't know if I'd want to live in a 10 or 20 unit. But a nice, probably wouldn't, but yeah. a nice class A property with a 500 units, maybe I would want to live there. Right. So you just think of, to a certain extent, the demographic of tenants that are going to be drawn to the type of property that you're thinking yep. of investing into or scaling into if you're buying, or the same thing maybe with managing. That's a very good point, 100%. Hmm. Okay, interesting. Well, the only 10 unit I ever lived in was three blocks from the beach. So that's a little different perspective. Half a mile, it was, man, it was tough. It was tough. You just keep was that a third party management managing that property? Yeah, it was me. You were, oh, you were living there and managing? <laughs> yeah. Very cool. Yeah. Very cool. So I love it. Well, okay. So let's talk a little bit about, um, we'll go into the gains when we come back. Let's talk about when I bring on a property manager and knows what they're doing, how does it help me as an investor make my life a little simpler? so that I can actually have passive income versus being actively um, actively managing my assets. But we're going to take a break. And uh, if you're watching on Propelio or YouTube, thank you for joining us. Like, share, comment, ask questions. If you're watching this on the replay, just be certain to tag us and we will come back and respond. Um, and we're always happy to help with any questions you have or maybe you need a recommendation of anything, especially if it's in Central Texas since y'all are covering all, all of the Austin MSA. Right. Might have a great recommendation. So be right back. Um, we are going to listen to our sponsors and thank you, Propelio, for giving us this platform. And if you haven't checked out Propelio, seven-day free offer. Be sure to look at them. The Propelio Academy, an all-in-one education resource for training in wholesales, subject to wraps, short sales, flips, rentals, 
burr, property management, and more. Go to propelio.com slash academy to get your scholarship today. Propelio.com. What does Propelio offer? Lead generating websites. Access to true MLS comps. Off-market lead lists. And deal alerts. Get them all today at Propelio.com. All right, welcome back to Propelio TV. TJ Cozen, we have a great property manager from Austin hanging out talking to us. And uh, let's skip into our gains section. We kind of did a hybrid middle ground, but let's hardcore talk about the gains of the property management aspect, the services that you guys really offer as a company, and what the value is that you bring to the client. Absolutely. I uh, mean, I think Matt hit the first one was your systems and processes with right. your with maintenance to vendors to how you handle tenants. So what do you think the biggest value you bring? I think it's the time, the time that you save an owner, the, the, the time in your mind of thinking about mm -hmm. it. Um, I, I own rental properties and I run them through our management system and we pay a management fee. Yeah. I don't really want to think about my properties and I don't, I never do. Because you have that built-in separation that we're talking about. Right. I don't know, I don't know anything about what's going on. I have, I have no idea if um, the tenants are, you know, current, but I trust the management company has that handled. Mm -hmm. uh, I don't know who the tenants are, and I'm very glad about that. I don't want to know that. They don't have my cell phone number. I was going to say, do they know, you know, are they calling you personally at 10 o'clock at night? Never. Or do they know that you're the owner of the property that they're living in? No. So it's a good hybrid. Yeah. What's uh, the other gain? You kind of touched on it. Any realtor can stick a property for lease on the MLS. Uh, why should you not hire that realtor to do that for you? And they can, and they, and the realtor can call themselves a property manager. Right. Are you saying for that realtor to be the, the manager and the yeah, the manager and the listing agent, not the yeah. not, not the, just the listing. I guess that's not a problem. Right, but doing both. Right. Well, it, it comes back to are are do they have the system? Mm -hmm. You know, and maybe they do. How are they vetting a yeah. tenant? Yeah, they probably don't. I mean, the the software that we use is expensive, and you can't you can't you afford can't do it if you're to do it 10 for ten pro or, yeah, yeah, you got to have a hundred, two hundred. Um, so that's a big one. Mm -hmm. So we're running credit and background. What else are you doing? We verify that they make three times the rent. Okay. Um, I think most people do that, but yeah. we just kind of found pretty, pretty yeah, standard. It, you got to make that much to, to be comfortable to pay your lease historically. That's what that's what. And people, you're sending like a verification income to their employer or bank statement or pay stubs. I mean, or right. How are you? Yeah, tax returns or pay stubs. Okay. Um, however, they want to prove that. Uh, we we call the past landlords. Oh oh. Yeah. Oh. Uh, we make sure we, we don't lease the people that have evictions, so okay. we make sure there's no evictions. But you know that's a good that's a good point. What are the credit issues that you'll overlook versus the credit issues that you won't overlook? Because there are some in my experience that are deal breakers and some that are not. Yeah, yeah. So uh, a lot of people have college debt or hospital debt. Mm -hmm. Okay. That is not really something that we factor in too much. A lot of people have it. Yeah. So it's just you get the whole picture. It's not like there's just this one set thing. But it's uh, everything all together. Yeah. You know, credit with their job, with do they have the deposit and their past landlord, no evictions. Do you run backgrounds? Background checks. And ultimately, what we do is we package it all together and we take it to the landlord and we explain the story. And we say, hey, here's who the tenant is, here's where they work, they have kids, they don't have kids, they have pets, whatever it may be. And we let them make that decision. 
But if they don't meet our standards, we never talk to the owner about it. We just, they never hear about it. So yeah. they first have to meet our standards and then we talk to the owner about it okay. to get their approval. Interesting. Makes sense. Makes so sense. I'm curious about pets. We've brought them up a couple times. Do you set the pet policy that you all are comfortable with? Does the landlord set the pet policy? Because some say can't have certain breeds because of insurance. Like yeah. who sets that policy? We we advise how we do it, but it's ultimately the owner's property. Yeah. Um, so they make that decision. I have to talk to a lot of owners all the time, and I've I've never actually failed at doing this, which is surprising, in talking them into allowing yeah, pets. And to, everyone has a dog. Expe everyone has a cat. Well, that's what I'm saying. Especially I'm Maybe like, hey, one, you're, but... especially in Austin. Yeah. You you want to not. You know, allow pets. You're you're shutting off. I don't know, seventy percent of people, and they're more likely to stay because right. they don't want to go and try and find someplace because there's so many restrictions on right. and size, weight, age, breed, and they pay a little bit more rent because not everyone allows that. So I'm like, you gotta allow pets. Yeah. We have a deposit. We have a pet deposit. We've personally, knock on wood, never had any issues. Yeah. Um, but um, yeah. Okay. It's the owner's decision. See, I like that. And you explain to the tenants too, if their pet chews on the door jam, they're paying for a new door jam, right? Right. Like you actually go through a little bit more vetting, due diligence on the on the tenant, as well as the what kind of dog they have. Right. Yeah. If they're, they're putting in fifteen Rottweilers. Right. It might be a different conversation. We have the dog. The, technically, the dog applies. I mean, we get all the <laughs> we get all the information on the dog, the size, the weight, the breed. Yeah. Vet vet <laughs> records. Yeah. yeah vet records. Make sure we got the shots. Yeah. Huh. I love that. Their name, we got it all. So we have a question, Melody Medley. Would you want to use a property management company for just one rental or is it more for multiple rentals? I, I think it really depends on what you've hit, time, yeah. your time. Right. Do you want to manage this asset and the tenant? That's what I would say, Melody, is do you want to run a business? Do you want to set up all the systems to run your property? And if you do, manage it. But if you don't and you think your time's more value, then, then outsource it. Mm. What do you think? I'm, a, I'm kind of a control management freak, so I don't know. Highly aware. Katie, background checks. What are big no's that you don't accept, the depends, and the perfect tenants? Evictions. No evictions. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That's Even the big if there's one. a story. Not my fault. No. I didn't do it. We, we don't do it. The we, only time I ever had even a small like tendency towards that way was at the bottom of the crash we would have occasionally people that had a foreclosure on their record right but that didn't have a bunch of other weird stuff popping up right that's the only time i've ever even thought about that and but evictions that shows you know that shows something else going on usually yeah and and there's also a balance like me personally in properties that i own sometimes i might be a little bit more flexible mm -hmm. but as a company we we have to have things standardized yeah we can't, you know, accept this one and not accept this one. Then we get into fair housing laws. Yeah. Well, I would think if they have a lot of evictions, they probably have something else like bad credit or a background, something else that would also disqualify them. Yeah. So and I, like on mine, if I'm going to accept someone that has an eviction, I will. I'll do it. But I'm going to make sure they have a double deposit, and mm -hmm. I'm going to meet them and and yeah, also go. How do I feel bit. about that? Yeah. yeah. I think that makes a lot of sense. Uh, so here's a good question: If you have two equal tenants, one with a 780 credit score and one with a 680 credit score but they make the same amount of money and no you know no evictions whatever which one which one do you take because you only got one unit to fill so we don't run into that problem because okay. we can't we don't want to put ourselves in that situation it's basically first come first serve on the application so <clears throat> it costs 50 dollars to apply mm -hmm. right 
and we'll tell people, you know, someone else has applied, but go ahead and apply. Yeah. And if everything checks out on that first person, we'll take them and we'll refund the other person their $50. <laughs> Because, we don't want them just waste the, because of the fair housing because of the well because we were never gonna because they didn't have a chance yeah so we're not just gonna keep that fifty dollars so do you not do you not get five ten tenants all wanting the same spot very often we do but every single part of the application has to be turned in for it yeah. to be complete hmm. okay so pay stubs you know it sounded all like of that. you had a pointed question were you gonna make a point like the seven eighty might go by <coughs> so you want the six eighty credit score so they stay longer it's the one that I pick it's the one that I pick sometimes right. Yeah. But I yeah. thought you were going somewhere with that. I don't know. But Maybe. I guess it's yeah, probably hard to get everyone to fill in all of the <coughs> impertinent information and bring you all the pertinent docs and then yeah. have their $50 in. So that's easy enough. Are they all doing that on your portal? Yep. See, that alone I would think would be really great. Because if I'm doing that alone, I'm having to get actually receive all of these, take the time to go through them and see their missing information. Right, and go save them in a file that you're going to come back to. Are you Probably and then my that. computer crashes and I don't have any of them and there's no backup because I'm not a <laughs> And you forgot to save their phone numbers That's and a true story. all this other stuff. <laughs> oh, really? You've done this yeah, from time to time. I lost a computer and then lost the lease. I was able to find it though. You don't yeah. have a paper copy hanging out on the desk? I do now. Stack that big? I do now. But anyway, <laughs> so, I, I, so I like that you asked that question because, well, you know, fair housing. It, you're not allowed to discriminate based on age, gender, religion, right. um, familial status, race. What else is there? I think you Am might, I just, I think any you might have just hit all of them. Pretty, yeah, you just nailed it. I'm sure it's getting one. bigger. Hey, good, Kelly. Yeah, good there job, you go. girl. Um, for someone who does that, but doesn't do that. Um, so, you know, that I love that that takes that away going through the portal because now you don't have to deal with any of that. It's literally, you didn't have your stuff in. I'm right. sorry. So, right. good. Um, so we're going to have one more quick little break as we go into um, a little, oh, no, no more, just one more. Sorry, y'all. Um, but we're going to talk a little bit about one last gain. What do you think the most, the biggest gain is for anyone? I mean, we said time and that you don't want to run a business. I don't think, to me, that's, I don't know if you can understate that. Like, what's yeah. more valuable than your time with anything in life? Well, y'all assist with uh, property tax yeah. um, uh we protest. Fight, we protest. Yep, we yeah. protest the taxes at the end of the year. Okay. Do, you, do you take uh, pictures of a beat-up bedroom from two houses over that you're managing and <laughs> pretend like it's this house? No, we've never done that. <laughs> <laughs> I've never done that either, by the way. But I'm just, just food for thought. Were your that. fingers crossed when you said that? <laughs> no, no, no. It's just grinning up a storm, and I, I, I love I property management. Not on I my love, game. man. I love tenants, toilets, and I don't love turnover. turnover. I don't so, love turnover. So we've got five. Like our five questions we've asked everybody. Five questions. Wasn't it five? No, I put together like ten. Oh my gosh. Yeah, there's a ton on this thing. We're there's be here so for the many next more now. Forty minutes. Well, we're in for the long haul. I know how you're getting home, so yeah, you got you've got no you. choice. Got them stuck. <laughs> all right. And thank you, Matt, for joining us absolutely. all the way pleasure. from Austin. Yeah, absolutely. we appreciate it. Absolutely. And if there's any other questions popping up on the stream, please feel free to drop them in there. And if you uh, hit us while we're live, we'll answer them right now. And if not, we'll definitely come back. Kelly, myself, or Matt will come back, answer the questions for you, uh, just as we see them pop up. Please tag us or tag Propelio, and they'll let us know. But let's get to our final five. I love right? these. Final I love five? these. I love final five. Let's see. Uh, you have to ask him out of order because you got to see him. So and think they about both it. drove up from Austin. Up from Austin, right? They yeah. both drove up from Austin together. And uh, I emailed you know, Kelly the show notes, obviously, and she forwarded the whole thing over to this guy. So you got a sneak peek at our final five. So No one's had that. 
No one's I feel very special about That's, that. And obviously, you know, you just still have the same sneak peek if you watch your other shows on Propelio TV at 3 o'clock in the afternoon on Fridays. Every Friday. But you haven't, so. <laughs> <laughs> We're right. brutal. What is one thing that you are not very good at? Uh, so I've been trying to work on this, and I'm just going to admit it, listening. What? Listening. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm serious. I'm not, a, I'm not, I, I'm always kind of just. Yeah, that was a smile because I'm horrible listening. Really? I crack, myself, I crack myself up all the time. Oh, fully aware of it. Yeah, yeah. Just, just being honest. <laughs> listening, that's interesting. That's perfectly fair. I think that's a, that's a hard skill to master. What are you not master. good at? It is. You what am I not good stuff. at? Yeah. There's so many things. I think I've sat on this show and proved my ignorance time and time again. That was two just for that. <laughs> Look, it's not called it's not called proving your ignorance. It's called the Socratic method of education. Totally. Hey, Google like that, that because that was some big big words. That's was, some, I don't know how to spell lots those of questions. Words. Yeah. I don't even know how to spell Socratic. <laughs> That's so sick. Multiple syllable. Uh, what is your dream home location and type? Mine changes every week, so it's okay. Okay. Well, I love New Braunfels. Okay. And I love a house. I love the idea of a house on a river. Flo nice. yeah. Flowing along. So nice, New Braunfels nice. on the river. I nice. love it. So you're Texas hardcore. Just Texas. Yeah, Texas. yeah. Texas. Cold, clear water. Yes. Cold. Yeah. What, is, what is, I don't think we've asked you that. What's, what's what your, would I? What's your dream house location type? I mean, part of me wants like a really cool flat in a big city with a great view. But the other side, I mean, we talked about this on the drive. I kind of want to yeah, be out in the middle of nowhere. Because you all had the question, so you have something to talk about. <laughs> totally. Well, that's what we said. I helped him craft his, his answers. Well, not really. I would love here. to live in the middle of nowhere. I would love to have no Kelly's Ark. <laughs> it's in Kentucky, isn't it? The, the Ark, isn't that in Kentucky? <laughs> it is. Uh, I've never That's where she's from. If not, real, from. if not real estate and if money were no option, what would your dream job be? Mm. Firefighter. Cool. Really? Yeah. That's cool. That's pretty cool. That's, that's cool. a good answer. I went on a couple of ride outs in high school, and that's what I thought I was going to do. I've never met. Did you get to do the horn? Woo! Well, it's kind yeah. of. I was. Uh, I was up on the ladder. They were showing me. We lifted it up, and then a oh, call, cool. call came in. We had to <laughs> go down quick and go to the call. It was, yeah. it was awesome. That's my, pretty. I've cool. always respected that. My best friend from all the way from fourth grade, his dad was a firefighter. Really? And probably the happiest guy ever. Just seems really cool. Exactly. Right? Yeah. <laughs> and the other cool thing about being a firefighter, at least in California, you can have a two jobs. So he was an right. electrical contractor and a firefighter. So he was making That's bank really electrical contractor. Too. But retirement as a Absolutely. firefighter. Absolutely. I would if still be doing... If you're at one, you can put it out the fire to save. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'd still be I doing real about, estate. I haven't thought about that kind of cross-marketing. <laughs> uh, let's see. What is one extravagant purchase you have made or would like to make? Um, I'm not a very fancy guy, but uh, I bought a, a 1929 Ford. The oh, day. cool. And a 29. I have a 32 in my, my parents' house. Yeah. Very cool. Yeah. yeah. I just bought one. Awesome. I know Stop. nothing about cars, but my buddy said, no. buy this. It he, doesn't get he more does. basic than that. <laughs> That's what he said. So uh, he's fixing it up. Oh, cool. I'm pretty excited Is about it. Is it all stock or are you going to do something fun to it? Uh, he's going to do some really cool stuff oh, to nice. it. Oh, nice. Yeah. That's exciting. That's fun. Yeah. What would your big extravagant purchase be? I'm a simple guy. A giant red truck? No, I, it's overrated. <laughs> overrated. It's not worth it. <laughs> If heaven exists, what would you like God to say when you get there? Mm. So I got to I got to take a serious approach on that one. That's uh, uh, why we save it for last. There you go. So you know, to me, uh, not to be too emotional, but I would just you know hope to get up there and say, hey, 
none of the, the rules were, were that important. What really mattered at the end of the day was love. Did you, did you show love and did you have love in your heart? So, yeah. I like that. Oh, well, God is what? God is love. There you go. I love that. I, I like that a lot. Let's see. What, we have a question here from Taylor. What about, oh, what about oh. dangerous breed list for dogs? Do you charge more and get more insurance or put something into the lease that an owner isn't responsible if dog bites someone? Do you not take specific breeds at all? For example, pit bulls. So we, we don't. I couldn't so, rent to myself. <laughs> yeah, so uh, there's the restricted breed list. And if the pet's on that li on that list, we we don't allow that pet. Is that an insurance thing or? It is, yeah. Because uh, of all the, I've been in the animal rescue and and welfare and helping yeah. and working at the shelters, walking dogs since 2007. Right. And I've only been bit by cocker spaniels oh. and chihuahuas. Yeah, little rat dogs. <laughs> little rat dogs. Yeah. And They're I've had little... large bully breeds, and uh -huh. they've never been. So I mean, I appreciate why, but it seems we, a shame. We had a maintenance guy get get bit by a dog the other day. Yeah. You know, and so stuff like that happens. And you're right. It, who knows what it can be? Um, but I, personally, I'm a little different. Like I, as an owner, I'll I'll take the risks. I mean, yeah. I've, I have properties that have five dogs in them, but they're paying a much higher rent, which yeah. which I'm okay with that. Well, and that's not necessarily because you're a greedy landlord. It's because you're hedging against the carpet and Ex the wall exactly. and scuffs and all that stuff that, that, yeah. that happens. I wasn't that seeking tenant. that tenant, but yeah. I'll try and work with you. For is sure. it really because of insurance why a lot of landlords won't, it won't is. take it? Yeah, it, it, it very much is. It, does it, is it a higher cost because, of insurance? Yeah, and if something happens like, hey, here's the restricted list. You kind of knew this, mm -hmm. and this happened. Well, there's a there's more liability. Can you there. have? Is there not an insurance policy a tenant can get that could maybe offset that cost to make it worthwhile? Well, the the, the property management company still needs to be on there mm -hmm. because it's still going to come back. You still to have it. your guy going in and getting bit, right? Yeah. And uh, having that happen, right? Okay, hmm. interesting. That's a shame. Well, let's do our probably final sign off and uh, ask you what. Can this audience provide to you that would be of value to you in your business or life? Mm, well, just you know, keep me in mind if you're in Austin. You know, <laughs> let me help out any way I can. So, what territories do y'all like? Georgetown all the way down to San Marcos, yeah. New Braunfels, or just within the MSA? Yep. So I say uh, Georgetown to San Marcos, Hutto to Spicewood. Okay. Oh, that's a good drive. Yeah. I don't okay. know any of those areas. Do you even know where those are? Uh, no. It's a pretty big area. I didn't even know Austin. <laughs> I mean, Austin's south of here, right? Yeah, correct. Okay, I thought so. Uh, what is, uh, oh, my bad. How can people get a hold of you? What's your contact info? What do you want to disclose? Cell phone, Any, personal yes, address? whatever. Cell phone, 512-914-4806. Perfect. Uh, Treehomes, trehomes.com. You can okay. find me pretty easily. Facebook. And he's tagged in this as well. So yeah. if you're looking on Facebook or YouTube, you can find us tagged on there. That's pretty much it. Thanks for joining us, y'all. Thanks, y'all.